Hello and welcome back to Mother of Dakota. This is episode number eight. Wow, we, we are we're getting there. Um, thanks so much for listening. I won't keep you time longer. This is a short one, and this is my race recap on my triathlon in Manzanillo. So here we go. Yeah, you can be the greatest, you can be the best, you can be the king Kong banging on your chest. You can beat the world, you can beat the war, you can talk the guy go banging on his door. You can throw your hands up, you can beat the clock, you can move a mountain, you can break rocks. You can be a master, don't wait for luck, dedicate yourself and you go find yourself. Well, this is my race recap for the triathlon Olympic trial in Manzanillo. Let me explain why it's so important to me this triathlon. Basically, it's my home race. It's the only triathlon that I can race and I can stay at a place that my family owns. So it's pretty cool just to stay at my house and just wake up, drive the car, and logistically wise it's so easy so enjoyable i know the routes i get pumped by the race so this is the reason why i want to race this race i don't i mean it's always a challenge i don't want to go to the mexican circuit or go fly anywhere else in the world just to race an olympic triathlon uh, that doesn't pursue me that doesn't motivate me but this race it was very special so you heard the race recap about uh, the half marathon. Well, if you do, you speak Spanish, but I'm sorry. Now it's in English. Everybody can understand. So it was really important for me, this race, because I want to see where I'm at, where I'm at in basically all out efforts. And I got a time to beat. So I kept progressing and progressing over the years, but without any like a specific training into this race, just to see where I'm at. It's a good measure in the beginning of the year in February, where I'm at and where I can work down my weaknesses, my strengths. So it's always a good thing to race. So back in 20, I mean, I raced first time there, 2015, on my, my first spring triathlon. I was just barely made it one hour 59, which is the cutoff two hours, but uh, not a specific training. I wish I knew. I wish I didn't. Then back in 2019, I did the Olympic one which I did two hours and 45 minutes. Uh, I mean, I think the cutoff time is like four hours, but or three hours I did. I don't know. I don't know. But felt like, you know, awesome. Awesome to be racing that. I think I was closer to three hours. Then in 2020, it was the last triathlon I did uh, before the pandemic started. So I did two hours and... I'll say 40 minutes. And basically I was zone five the entire time. So you can understand zone five, right? And um, yeah, during this race, I did like uh, like an altitude camp in Guadalajara for the half marathon. And then I want to see how I read. And honestly, it felt a lot easier, but the effort was there. But we get into that. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. So this is the race before the race so i i arrived the race um 
very, very excited on Friday, the day before the race, to Manzanillo. I arrived there. To, I, there were my, like, there's a thing I haven't mentioned. That's the only race that my entire family could travel. They could see me race. So that's super motivating for me. That's super special because, I mean, they can travel to Kona. They can travel to, but like, you know, I don't want to say, but my grandma has cancer. That's really like, you know, hard for her to travel. She needs to be with oxygen. So she was there to support me. So I arrived there. Uh, super easy. Uh, I brought my road bike because, you know, Olympic, you know, drafting, you know, I don't like drafting, but it's drafting. Anyways, so got there and dropped my bike. Everything is smoothly, you know, first thing, because I was number 85. So the first one to a hundred were the first one to drop the bikes. And then pretty much went for a run alongside the beach. And that's exactly what I did. Went for like the run felt super good, you know, like running the spaces. I'm like, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day. So that was my day. Uh, I think I have a pizza the night before. Yeah, I have a pizza the night before because it suits me and it gets me good carbs. Um, and yeah, pretty much went to sleep, kind of tired, nervous, excited. And then this is race morning. So race morning, I wake up around 5.30, I think, 5.30 or 5 something to have breakfast. No, I wake up 5.30. 5.30, have breakfast, two waffles, Issa's waffles, best waffles in town, maybe in the world. And I haven't tried the best, uh, I haven't tried the best waffles since that. Issa's waffles, you know. If you're in Colima or in Mexico, Send a message to Isa's Waffles on Instagram. They're delicious. Anyways, I got two um, chocolate chip waffles to get some cars in. And then I have VPN uh, G1 Sports. If you want to get VPN, remember to use code Parker at checkout. Uh, that's what I did pre-morning. And then, like I said, I did, I did this race a lot of times before. And I know the route. I don't need to check. So what I did... I checked the active briefing on Facebook like in the morning. And I realized they changed the run cars, which normally it's a flat cars, but now they did hilly. So at the end, the run cars was like 200 meters of elevation in like 10K. So pretty straightforward, pretty hard. Uh, and then it's not the best payment. So but yeah, sure. And then I discovered something really important. There was a non-drafting Olympic triathlon, which I could have brought my triathlon by my TT by my track. And I would be like shaving at least five minutes on the, well, maybe not five minutes, but at least two minutes on the bike. But I didn't know. I didn't know. Like if we go to any circuit, any triathlon in Mexico, or in the world that has an Olympic or like Olymp Olympic or spring triathlon, it's a drafting, drafting legal. So I didn't know. So now I don't have to draft, which good because I don't like people drafting on my wheel and I don't like drafting people's wheel, you know, basically an all effort on yourself, which is good. I was kind of frustrated because I can fucking brought my bike, but uh, yeah, adapting overcome. 
no worries. So what I did, got there into the water, see the professionals line up, and then they did like a rolling start because of COVID. Normally in a triathlon, they do go like with the entire group and swim. So pretty much I was like first in the line. And this is what I said like, to my coach. This is the times that I want to be racing. So on the swim, but if you know, if you don't know what an Olympic trial is, it's like a, a 1500 meter swim, a 40K bike and a 10K run. So what I wanted to swim for the, for the, for the swim, obviously, uh, it was 25 minutes. That's what I said to my coach. I want to swim 25 minutes because last time that I did, it was 28 minutes and I felt possible I can do that. On the bike, I said, I want to do one hour 10. I improved and on the run 40 minutes. So keep those numbers in mind. And then I got into the swim and I was like, what I'm most proud of the race, it's my swimming. Because I said, I'm going to be swimming in 25 minutes. And I did it in 25 minutes flat. And it was longer. I, at the end of the race, I talked with a few um, people, they raced and they said it was longer. It was like, 300 meters more 400 meters more at the end my watch was like i don't know one a 100 meters long which my swim time was like 25 30 so pretty much what i wanted to swim and what i was thinking of the swim i feel really like really good because i was surrounded by cannibals cannibalists which is the one of the best triathlon teams in mexico like always, always they're winning something. His coach, El Toro Rosas, uh, has gone to Kona. He went to the Olympics representing Mexico the first time from uh, in 2004. So if you're racing a cannibal, you're not going to be good. So I was surrounded by them and I wanted to be with me because I was like, let's get the best person out of this. I'm like, let's go from the gun and let's see who's best, right? So Right away, I was really happy because I managed to get into some feet. So pretty much, as I, this, is, this is like, never happens, never happens. I managed to get into the feet of someone. And at the very end, I came out with that guy, which is a really good swimmer. And it felt a lot easier. My stroke, like, it was really good. Um, and this is what happened. Like, this is what I was thinking in the swim. I was thinking... Um, Stay on that feet. Don't leave that feet. Keep going. Curve your eyes going. And every 10 uh, strokes, I was lifting my head so I can see where I was going because I was following the group. But if you're following the group, uh, maybe they're going wrong, you know? So I know everything. And I was thinking, do a high, uh, high elbow catch. So high elbow catch, high elbow catch. Stay in the feet, stay in the feet. Relax, relax. Don't. Just... And it was a two-loop circuit. So... That was pretty fun. And I was really happy getting out of the water and see all those cannibalists that I was swimming with. They were behind me, except one. But that's like uh, almost a pro guy, which I'll keep in mind for Rex's next race. I got you on my radar, baby. Um, and pretty much, I got into my bike, right away into the bike. And oh my God, like I was so happy because the road condition for this race. It's not the best and there's always flats and I was praying for a flat for not for no flats and pretty much um, 
I was really happy with my bike. I was passing a lot of people. And this bike is not easy. It's 500 meters of elevation through, four, four, through 40K of the bike, which is like four laps. So it's pretty intense. And um, pretty much there's like, there's like, like a 10K loop. And the, there's 5K, they're flat as hell. And I was averaging like about 42, 40 uh, per K in the flats. And on the other 5K, which it's hilly, really hilly, like gradients for like at least 7, 10% and long hills. So on the uphills, I was average like 20K an hour. And on the downhills, I was like just flying over 50. I didn't have power on the race because I felt like if I concentrate on the power, I'm not going to race on effort. I prefer racing on effort, you know, pursue recession. So pretty much I went all out and I was really happy because I see all those cannibals, cannibals behind me and they were going hard on a TT bike. And I was on my road bike trying to be as air as possible. And I was just like flying, 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 flying. I felt really good. And at the end, I, I did one hour and 12 minutes, which really happy. So a little bit of like things I want to say is that on the, I was very close, very close, not to the pros, but like the first, like, you know, like the first age group, normally that's like a reference point. Uh, but they were like on the swim, they were like five minutes faster than me, but that's like ITU speed, which I'll try to make it happen next year. So next, I need to swim faster, at least five minutes faster than that, for sure. Keep on that. And on the bike, they were five minutes faster than me, but they were kind of working together. So that was fine. I don't get it. They were on a TT bike. They had like this wheel. So, I mean, I don't care. They, and I averaged like 33K an hour, which is nothing like, you know, uh, nothing fast for a 40k bike but it's really hilly and the age groupers the first age group average like 35 so i'm getting there i'm getting there i'm really happy for that and on the run uh like man that was carnage that was absolute carnage because on the run you were running and running and running and there's like and those hills and less hills and they run this like four lap uh, course, so like 2.5K. So at the end, I was able to see like the first age groups, like the first three age groups, the age groupers, they they were a lap up ahead of me. So like 2.5K ahead of me. And before that, like last time I did this race, I was starting the run. And the first age group, my friend, Eduardo Perezandi, he finished the race. So he destroyed me for like 40 minutes, you know, which is like reference point. I know, I know what it feels. So anyways, I was really happy with my run. Uh, keep pushing forward, keep pushing forward. I passed a lot of people, but not the people that I need to pass on because they were like a lab ahead of me. So at the end, um, I didn't tell you about the bike. Sorry, the the. They were five minutes ahead of me on the bike, the first age groupers. And on the run, I did 41 minutes, which is fast. But uh, I mean, I, I all the time I was on, like, on the red zone. 
And the guys that won, they beat me for two minutes. So pretty much they did two, two hours and 12 minutes and I did 2.25. So 12, 13 minutes, I'm there. And this is the goal. I'm coming for the, the overall age group that you hear this on the podcast. I'm coming for the overall age group win because it's my home race and I'm going to give everything. That's my goal for next year. Early race, working on that. Uh, it's only 13, 12 minutes. I'm getting there. I'm progressing. And with the training that I'm having, my coach is just so happy to that. And I was happy. I had another friend. He was, I thought he was faster than me, but he finished um, after me. And he's like, dude, you're so fast. Like, keep getting there. You're so strong. Like, I thought I had you. And he's a cannibal. He's one of the guys that I wanted to beat. And uh, at the end, we took a picture. We're going to train together. Maybe we're going to race Monterey. And then who knows? So at the end, I was so happy. I was so happy. I was waiting for my result because I knew I was at least on third place or fourth place. So getting there, I wanted to be in the podium. And uh, I wanted to know if I want to stay because the award ceremony, it was later that night. And I wanted to go, go, I wanted to go back home to Colima. So anyways, got there and there was no results. There was no results. And at the end, I asked one of the guys from the Federation. They're like, hey, I'm number 85. Can you give me where my place is? Oh, you finished fourth? And I'm like, damn, so close to like whatever. And just, I want to keep a reference point. So that's what I ask. I, I don't want to compare to other, other people. I just want to race myself. So I asked him, like, so what's the time for the third place? And he said, oh, the third place just beat you for two minutes. So I'm like, oh, my God, like two minutes, like that's doable. You know, that's very freaking doable. So but anyways, uh, that's the race. And I think fourth place is the best thing that could happen to me because it will be like third place. I won't be like this. Because this is what happened. I knew I was finished for it. But I went to like the award ceremony just to see if something happened. It's just pointless, you know. Not, not even 1% chance, you know. And I got there and I saw people, you know, all those cannibals. I mean, I don't hate those cannibals. I don't like them. I just respect them, okay? So they were cheering for all those guys. They were, every single guy was on the podium. You know? So... I felt so bad. I felt depressed because I know I could be there on that podium. And because it's my home race and I'm like, I wanted to be there, you know? So at the end, uh, I'm taking a break from social media. I'm posting, I'm posting every single workout. Now it's time to get my head down and work on what I got because that's my goal. That's my goal to win the overall age group. And I want to be there on that podium. You know, that podium means more to me than being a podium in Kona, you know? Because Kona, yeah, everybody wants to be in Kona. That's my home race. That's my triathlon, and that's why I want to win it. So now it's time to, like, feel like, you know, the gains. Uh, my coach and I were talking um, today, the day that I'm recording this, we're going to have, like, a swim session. You know, he's going to see my stroke because I feel there's a lot of games into that. My bike's just time. And 
we got a lot of gains on the run because, you know, good things are coming. Little secrets I can't tell because he's my coach and I don't want to reveal my coach secrets. So anyways, that's the race recap. I'm really happy with my race and seeing everybody there. Like I saw a lot of people, you know, like the triathlon community, you know, like everybody's in love with the race. Like, honestly, it's not a fast time, but believe me, it is the hardest triathlon on the Mexican circuit for sure. Absolutely. Ask anyone, not, don't ask me, ask anybody that has raced that race in other triathlons. They'll say the same thing. It's the hardest one for sure. So at the end, I'm really happy with my result. It is the best thing that happened to me. Like you learn more with your defeats than with your wins. So at the end, it gives me like a lot of hungry. I'm hungry. I'm motivated to get out there and train and be the best version of myself because I know I can be better. I know I am there. I just got to get to the swim pack, get into the run. I mean, get into the bike and run my race, you know, and I know I'm going to get there. So that's the race recap for this race. I don't have a race until, I mean, confirm until two, three months. So these two, three months are going to be like really specific on my weaknesses and see where I'm at. So without further ado, thanks so much for listening. It was a lot like to take in, you know, I take a few days. I wanted to record this, you know, the day after the day that I raced, but I took a few days. I'm recording this five days after the race. So thanks so much for listening. The next, the next episode, maybe will be in Spanish, maybe will be in English. Who knows? Let me know down the comments or send me a message through my Instagram, Hans Miners, or my road to Kona uh, to see where you want. More in English or more in, in Spanish. Because this is my dilemma. If I said it in English, I know for sure that a lot of people will listen more, like in States, in Canada, like worldwide. Because I, um, I got friends everywhere, you know, I got friends in Canada and States. And half of my audience, it's in Spanish, half of my audience is in English. So it's like hard to tell. And so far, I have done two or three episodes in Spanish. And not what I wanted for sure. I thought it would be way better. But my English episodes, like for example, the, the episode with Parker is the most listened episode. And probably going to keep doing a regular message on English. But I want to have, you know, my people in Mexico, you know, Mexican. I want to be like impact people, you know, in, uh, in Spanish. So we're going to do the best of both worlds. Again, thanks so much for watching. And see you next week.